You know what that sound means. Welcome back to another fun episode of Just the Tip-Off. Today, we have a guest appearance by Jonathan Zerby, who is here. He is no help in the NBA department, but boy, does he know drinking. Oh, yes, as I you do. know, this is a drinking and NBA podcast. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. This is, uh, this is Mason, and we are going to be talking about a little summer league today. We're also going to be talking about um, our trades, Different, a lot of trades have been happening uh, but we also have a another segment where uh, Nathan over here is going to give us a what's he worth kind of question. You know, we're going to start going over different players and seeing a lot of people being traded. We're going to value them to their new team. So let's get started uh, with the summer league overview. So we, we want to do a surprise, a uh, what is well, it? a surprise, an overachiever and an underachiever. Overachiever and an underachiever. Okay, so Sam, why don't you get us started off with a good overachiever? Who did a lot better than anybody thought he was going to do? Um, I'm going to put it on Colin Sexton. Colin Sexton was sort of the underdog in the um, league, and no, oh, it's not underdog. Well, I mean, he was the under. He was of the first round draft pick. He was someone who's talked very little about. I think he's a great addition to the Cavs. Yeah, but I mean, he's not a big name player, and. Colin Sexton showed up to play. Colin Sexton... He was flexing on him. And literally. What, what was the number one thing everyone said about Colin Sexton going into it? He can't shoot. He can't shoot. And what did he do? He was nailing threes. And he he hit a big... big I, they ended up losing the game to the Lakers in double overtime, but he hit a massive three to tie the game with about 20 seconds to go in regulation to force that game to overtime. Absolutely. And um, so if you can if you can continue to drive to the hoop like he's been doing his entire career like he did in summer league... And be a stretch threat, so they had to guard him on the perimeter. That's a dangerous point guard. Plus, he was distributing the ball very well. He showed. He was doing okay. He had three point six assists per game, which is good. But as a point guard, you need to get those numbers up. Yeah. Um. I don't know. He. There's a lot of pass to assists. He, yeah. He used okay. a lot of gravity, and he'd kick it out to another player. He, a lot of times, it was CD Osman, and CD is also a great distributor. So as long as you have two great passes on the floor, assists don't necessarily show your distribution because. Unlike 2K, they don't measure pass to assist. I wish they did. I really do. That's something hockey definitely has in the NBA, amongst other things. But that's you one need, of the big They need things. two assists per basket. Really? I mean, if you're only passing it one time, then how many times till you get the assist? Oh, just once? Let's do that. You need more than that. That's, that's the whole point. Okay. Nathan, what about you? Who's a good overachiever uh, for you? My, uh, my overachiever was uh, Jonathan Isaac, uh, second-year player. Um, from the Orlando Magic, uh, spent a lot of his first year on the bench, had a couple injuries he was dealing with, but uh, really showed up to play. He's a tall 3-4, uh, three, three, if you will, uh, scored 14.3 points a game, shot okay, but I think the big thing about him is um, he had 2.7 blocks a game, and I think that is going to make the Magic a little scary to play against. I know they're, they're kind of in a building team. exactly with, with Mo Bamba, and he, he's probably going to be averaging even more blocks a game. I think – the threat of those two at the four or five is going to make it hard for anyone to really penetrate the Magic's defense and get into the lane and score easy buckets. And I think that's something that's really going to help the Magic. And they're, they're going to start to grow. You know, you have Aaron Gordon. I think they're a couple pieces away from breaking into that playoff race uh, in the East. They're one good point guard away from breaking into that playoff race. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you can make an offensive facilitated point guard on that team, you're a scary team. I'd put you on par with, like, a Milwaukee or um, – that's so in the 5-6 range, maybe? 5-6. Five, five, Definitely squeaking in 7 or 8. Yeah, that makes sense. Sure. Well, my above-average player, somebody who kind of did better than I thought he was going to do, I really had no clue, um, Kevin Knox. I was hoping he would. I was hoping he would show up and it's show out. Booze. It was the booze, man. Maybe it's the booze. Maybe the, maybe the Knicks know something we don't. Just boo your player to greatness, you know? <laughs> um, 
But he came out and he just was he was I think he was playing with a chip on his shoulder and that might be thanks to Boo, who knows? But uh, he did he was a big surprise for sure. I'm glad he, he, he achieved. Speaking of surprises though, that's another person we wanted to talk about. Who was a surprise for you guys? Not necessarily it could have been a good surprise, could have been a bad surprise. What what uh, what surprised you about some of these players? Um, one of my surprises was Wendell Carter Jr. I knew he'd be good. I knew he would be a very and this is just summer league. I don't want to get out of myself. I knew he'd be a very solid, maybe off the bench power forward. He had to me Wendell Carter Jr. was that player you had who was high floor, low ceiling. Yeah. And you know what? That proved to me. Uh, he went in there. He's put up fourteen point six points a game on fifty five percent from the floor and nine point four rebounds. And look at that, those blocking too. Yeah, two point six. Two point six blocks a game. He proved to be everything you want from uh, an NBA center. Uh, he can't quite stretch the floor. Maybe he can uh, move into that. But uh, center is the one position. A stretch center is great, but you don't necessarily need a stretch center. Look at some of the better centers in the NBA. Andre Jordan's not a stretch center. Clint Andre Jordan's not a stretch center. Clint Capella's not a stretch center. And he really proved You can work be, around it. That's yeah. one of those big things. He really proved if a team can get a good, nice, athletic center like that, um, that's a very good piece that is very easy to build around. He was a great pickup for the Bulls. And plus, you know, go Duke. <laughs> of course. Couldn't, I'll say, my surprise is more of like a class in general is all the sophomores, if you will, your second-year players who are playing in summer league and they came out and they they showed that what the difference one year in the NBA makes. You know, Josh Hart was the MVP. He was one of my big surprises. Stream you know, John Collins only played two games for Atlanta because he averaged because one game he dropped thirty five a game. It just the you, the sophomore players, you saw what the difference one year the in the NBA makes. And they came out and they they play. They kick butt. Josh Jackson man, he was running the table. The Suns look good. good and, this and I don't, they were look yeah. they were fun. You know these Getting a lot of new players into the uh, into the league is just going to do yeah. really great things. And I think the G League is finally taking off and starting to put out some good players. And I think this is – if all these people we're seeing in this summer league don't make it to the NBA, I think that's going to give them a good couple much-needed years in the G League to develop and become those uh, Robert Covingtons yeah, of the league. So right know. now he's the, most, uh, the best example of a player who went undrafted at the G League for a couple of years and so we is can- now – Played his way into a starting spot on arguably the second best team in the East. First team all defense or first NBA all defense. You know he um he, yeah he did great. Uh, what somebody we already talked about Josh Hart was one of my surprises, but I did have a backup um, surprise of the league. Mitchell Robertson Robinson or Robertson? No, yeah Robinson. Mitchell Robinson, uh, center for the Knicks. Uh, he was putting up. He averaged a double double in the summer league. But he had one of those uh, and four blocks and a four game blocks. on sixty-seven percent shooting. Like that's uh, that's pretty good for. I think the Knicks got a great Easy. value with that. Pick, great defensive center, and you can build a shot. You can build a shot. That's one of the easiest things. To do. One of the hardest things to teach is just awareness and blocks and defense. That's one of the hardest things to teach. So I think that was definitely a good surprise. Uh, for the Knicks, which they don't usually get a lot you of. You know, and that, you're looking at that roster, and uh, I think the big question on that roster overall is, is Chris Tapp's sporting his health coming back from the ACL tear? I think that's priority <sighs> that's so one to them. But they've got – if he's if he comes back and comes back 100%, they've got some solid pieces. may take a couple of years because they got a lot of young guys, but next couple of years you might – might see the Knicks back in the playoffs you, first time you, since Carmelo. You said something kind of interesting. You said, oh, you don't see that a lot for the Knicks. But I think Knicks, the franchise, don't get me wrong, they're, they're in it deep. But I think they're really pulling a 180 as far as 
I think Kevin Knox played well. I think uh, Chris Oswald's English is obviously a great pickup. Just, yeah. Um, I think the the Knicks are honestly right now one of the best drafting uh, um, one of the best drafting teams in the league. One thing we didn't talk about with Mitchell Robinson, yeah, he played great. Mitchell Robinson was the thirty second pick. Uh, he was a second rounder, like beginning of the second round, but like he was they, not a big name. He it's part of it. He came from UKU, not a big school, but you don't get a lot of players like that playing in the summer league immediately out of the second round. That's true. That's true. How but many, I dra- think how many draft classes until the Knicks come back? Um, they right, may yeah. have started it. They may have started it because the, up until now they have just been on a kind of downward spiral slope with the whole Phil Jackson with losing. Uh, Derek Rose with losing Carmelo Anthony. Kristaps uh, has been kind of their their saving grace. Saving grace. He's, their player. He's their unicorn. And I, I think that getting out of the Mellow era in in New York, it was key for and the before Knicks the Mellow era. era, it was Patrick Ewing there, yeah. and that was, there's a gap of like what ten years, twelve yeah. years. I, 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 I think I think sucking. Yeah, I think getting out of the Knicks era is what what's going to what turn the corner. What's going to turn the corner for. Uh, the Knicks, you just kind of put that behind you. Yeah, he was your shining star in New York for the longest time, but he's Amen. gone now, and now you've got a bunch of youth, which you can rally around. So, uh, putting the Knicks in perspective, they got, um, let's say, Mitchell Robinson in the starting five, because um, who's their current starting five? Uh, they've got, um, so no, what's the uh, Frank Nicolatina is yeah. their um, – that's their point guard. You'll have Porzingis who plays the four. Anus Cantor. Anus Cantor's, Anus Cantor's the five. five. So we'll put Mitchell as a backup to Anus Cantor, and then you have uh, – You got Lee, Courtney Lee. Yeah, and you have uh, Porzingis starting four. You got uh, Kendon. He's not coming back till December, February range. Okay, though. so maybe Robinson will play the four, going uh, to spot four. Um, Porzingis, but let's talk about, you know, potential playoff mix. Okay. Um, you've got – just a great front court as far as having Contra at the center with Robinson as backup. You got um, Porzingis with, uh, uh, sorry, Herzangia. I, I I know the player. I've never been able to pronounce his name. And you got Kevin Knox and Hardaway Jr. at the, um, at the small forward. They have a pretty mediocre front court. So they are one good free agency sign away from becoming a real threat in the East. How tall is Kevin think? Can you think of a player who might not be happy in the East who has previously come out and said, hey, I'd really like to play for the Knicks who's up for free agency next year? No, nope, nobody out there. No, not nobody, a single sham god among them. Yeah, especially not someone who thinks the earth is flat or you know left a team with the best player on earth because Kyrie Irving wants who? to New York. Uh, you, you might have heard of him, Uncle Drew. He has had a movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, I heard that was a solid flick. Solid flick, man. But may, maybe I'm getting a little bit too speculative. But think about the Knicks in the future having uh, some very solid young talent in Kevin Knox and Mitchell Robinson having, uh, and for that matter, Christoph Porzingis. They build their, yeah, their front court is they're building up. Yeah. And then they might get a really good backcourt in yeah. the next year or two. Yeah. So uh, uh, it would take a lot. I think Boston does uh, – does have a pretty good, pretty good pitch to Kyrie, like especially with what's going to happen this next year if they make a finals run. So he's already going to be hard for him to leave a team that he just went to the finals. Granted, he did do it with the Cavs, so he's got two years left on his contract, right? This season, the next season. Yep. So he's got two years to try to win a championship with the Celtics. If it doesn't happen, then it's going to be a much stronger case for him to go to the Knicks because he's like, well, I just had all this great talent come in and we don't have anything to show for it. Yeah. So. I think it's going to depend on the next two years. 
of course. I mean, the Celtics made it pretty far without Kyrie right there in the end. Oh, yeah. And I think that almost hurt his case because it's one of those things where I think he wants to be the star of a team. And this team got really far without him. And so being on a team, it's almost proven that they're the second best. I don't know if he wants to be the star. I think he doesn't want to be in the shadow of a of a uh, the LeBron He wants to be the player. highlight, but he doesn't like he needs pieces around him to succeed. Yeah, I, I he's going to be his own player, and I don't know if, if they're winning. I don't think he's going to shit. T- Terry, whether Kyrie leaves or not, Terry Rozier is going to get paid. He's going to get paid. He's going to get so, someone is going to give him a, a sizable contract. One of these. You don't think Terry is going to stick around? I think Terry Rozier um, does whatever Kyrie doesn't. So Kyrie stays, Terry leaves. Uh, t- uh, Kyrie leaves, Terry stays. He'd like to be the franchise player. Yep, 100%. And, and a team will pitch it to him, he'll take it. Yeah. No, he's going to James Harden to the Russell Westbrook. <laughs> are these verbs that are we, like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these names are verbs now? They are now. It's what you do, man. It's what you do. <laughs> All right. Uh, up next, so we talked about... Uh, let's talk about some disappointments. Who was just like, come on, man? Uh, there's a big glaring one out there, and I think it's pretty obvious that it's Trey Young. Um, he played okay the past Flash, a couple okay. games, Flashes. but there were a lot of deep shots, a lot he of contested threes. He lost. He shot. struggled to shoot, and I think as much as it is struggling to shoot, it's struggling on making the decision when to shoot. Like when is the correct time to shoot versus pass? You saw him take a lot of like running off the ball of the screen, fading with the hand in his face. That's not a good said, shot. He's come out and said he wants to mix Steve Nash with Steve with Steph Curry. And he's doing that, only he's turning the Except ball over not and shots. not making the threes. And he's not making the threes. Other than that, he's, he's looking. He's got – he's still Other than looking the two the right, key factors of those two players, he's, he's look, doing it. Keep in mind, this is summer league. So this is trying to work some of the kinks out. So it's against defenses that aren't as good as NBA defenses. You're not letting me finish. He could. He's going looking at the right places. He's looking in the right areas if he can learn to – Put it in the right areas, or people can learn to get it. It's just I I want him to do well because I love it when ugly people play basketball. I play basketball really well. Oh, you're a dick. Well, because here's the thing: is like <laughs> you gotta get girls somehow. Like Anthony Davis, coin made unibrows cool. Name one other person on this earth made a unibrow cool. You I can't because Anthony Davis can play basketball. Margaret from you know always oh, sunny. She made it sweet. Would you fuck Margaret? What are you talking about? I already have. Okay. Um, and Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald. Remember Buddy Heald in Oklahoma? Oh, man. He's Oh, my God. He's a horrible-looking man. I'm sorry, <laughs> Buddy Heald. But what do you bet? He pulled some pussy at Oklahoma. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Trey Young? Learn to be an NBA star because I'm sorry. Because you're you're gonna be bald in two years. Oh, you are not a you are not a looker, and I want you to be a winner. Own it, <laughs> own it, shave the head, own the bald. Sam, it sounds like you need to get pretty good at basketball. My disappointment was oh, that's cute. My oh, my disappointment was Lonnie Walker of uh, the Spurs. He only played four games, which was a disappointment for me because I wanted to see him do more. But he only played four games because slight issue with his knee. Uh, hamstring. hamstring, nothing, nothing serious. It's in the leg. It's in the leg. And a very he was San injury Antonio's prone coming in. Fair share of oh yeah, leg we, issues we talked with their about players. Their doctors are going to be a tipping point for their franchise, and I don't think it's a great start. But we'll see where it goes. I think he can be a difference maker. That's for sure if he can play healthy He's on and, the court. Yeah. So we'll, all right, we'll see. Worms, I'm not calling you out here, but is that you still your first beer you're on right now? 
Relax. This is a drinking podcast, damn it. <laughs> I'm true. here for one reason. We're slacking on our drinking responsibilities lately, so. Um, well, so while Worms finishes this beer, um, I'm going to go on to my disappointment, which was uh, Mo Bogner out of Michigan. I had a lot of hope for him. He looked like a good solid rebounding stretch five. Um, and like, I don't, I don't want to say he did bad. He played okay. He was averaging 3.3 points in 21 minutes. Um, but he shot 37% from the field, and part of that is because he shot a lot of threes. Another part of that is because Marvin Bagley shut him down. I would be embarrassed to show my face today uh, day after that game. I have never seen one player play another player so much as Marvin Bagley. I'm pretty sure Mar- Marvin Bagley had between four and six blocks that game, and every single one was on Mo Wagner. He literally went out. And it's not like Mo, uh, Marvin Bagley's uh, defensive specials either. Marvin Bagley was out there scoring on him. Uh, there was nothing Mo, uh, Mo Wagner could do to get around him. And then um, and then Aiden went and destroyed Bagley. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, that's why I uh, Bagley did pretty average. That's why he's not one of my surprises underachievers or overachievers. But Mo Wagner didn't destroy anyone. Mo Wagner was very underwhelming, and I have him as my disappointment. Average about ten points, eight rebounds, only like. One assist per game. He definitely wasn't what you wanted him to be, for sure, coming out into the summer league. But it's yeah, – I don't know. You give him – I don't even know if he's, he hasn't worked with LeBron yet. You know, he did, he, he did, might bump those numbers. He did have 2.7 blocks. That, that, that is one stat I'll give him. He did have 2.7 blocks. but So he's a good base player. It might take him a couple of years to develop. Mm-hmm. You can't just expect him to be gold when they part, come out. Part, part of it is I was expecting big things. I was, I was really hot on this kid. That's why, that, that's why I feel so disappointed by him. Speaking of kids you're hot on, have you seen Zion Williams broke the vertical record at Duke? His head got above the freaking backboard. No, it's no, it's no, it's crazy. No, it I'm just telling you, facts. Okay, his hands. Okay, the human body can only do so much. You cannot get your head above the backboard. He broke the vertical record like seven, at eight. Duke. Well, and it was crazy. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, Zion Williams is going to well, be a fun a player. Well, it's a school. Uh, not as of five years ago. In the basketball team, whatever. Ed, who is the seven-footer that came through there? Every Plumley, Not the Plumley, the... Uh, Julie Locafor. Yeah, Locafor. Marvin Bagley. Locafor. Carter Jr. Locafor. They've had a lot of amazing seven-footers lately. We're talking about Duke basketball. If they don't have a seven-footer, are they a real team? Duke basketball's... I'm telling you, as a Duke fan, Duke basketball is a new team. They were never the big man team until one-and-done era, and after Coach K for adapting. Because <laughs> he, he used to get just pure shooters. Remember when J.J. Redick, uh, J.J. Redick and Sheldon Williams was the best college basketball team that never won a championship, and Sheldon Williams, as the big man, was like 6'9", 6'10". Like, he was not a big guy, but he played amazing, and it's because everyone had to stretch the floor and respect J.J. Redick. Funny how Duke's kind of going that direction when the rest of college basketball is going towards the guards. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. My disappointment for the NBA G League was probably uh, U.S. immigration for not figuring out Luka Doncic's like, contract <laughs> to get into the goddamn United States. So I wanted to see him play. I wanted to see what it looked like. You know, and I they dropped the ball on that one. I kind of forgot he was even in the league. Right? I, I, I think that was a publicity stunt by Atlanta to really build up the height on him. Hype on him. I think they were saying, like, oh, we have Luka Doncic. He's going to be the best player. But, oh, you don't get to see him until the season starts. Well, we're, remember we're the Mavericks had him. It worked. The Mavericks Sorry, had him. the Mavericks and, had him. You know, I think 
Atlanta's kind of like maybe like all right, it's good that Doncic didn't play because he came in and was playing really well, and all of a sudden Trey Young goes one for nine in the first game of summer league. Wait, You're looking wait. like you made a huge mistake. Wait, that says he plays for Real Madrid, like the soccer team. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's a basketball team. All right. They just don't. They're not very. Cool. I was about to say this kid's just jumping over sports, and all of a sudden he's in the NBA. Uh, Luka Doncic is the real deal. Like, look out for him next year when you start paying the minimum attention to the NBA. I, I will. <laughs> don't you worry. If it's not on my Instagram highlight feed, I don't see it. <laughs> so this brings us to our next segment. This is where Nathan's going to throw us some. Uh, some are they worth it questions. Yeah, so we're going to tell this segment, is he worth it? Are they worth it? I'm going to give you guys a couple of the free agent signings this year. Sorry. Most of these are uh, players to different teams. I'm going to give you the team they went to, uh, the team they went from, and what their deal was. Let's see, So first one is so Zach Levine. He's one of the ones who stayed. But Memphis offered him four years, $78 million. And it was up to the Bulls to match it. The Bulls matched it, so now the Bulls get – Zach Levine, four years, seventy million dollars, coming off his second ACL tear. Is that con- is he worth four years, seventy million dollars? I feel really bad for the Bulls on this one because I they had a chance to pawn him off and they didn't. Take it, it. Here, here, here's the thing: is the Bulls are in a really tough spot because the Bulls have let a lot of talent walk out the door, and the it being the Bulls and someone gives them an offer that's. That's beyond what I would pay for him, but that's not unreasonable. And they're like, oh, what happens if we let him go and he turns into a uh, top five talent in the NBA? I think it was a can't-be-embarrassed type contract. And I'm going to say off two ACL tears, probably not worth it because his, his market is he's the most explosive player. And find someone who's been to uh, find someone who's been explosive off of two ACL tears. It's just it's tough to do. <laughs> I mean, he's still a good player. That's no. not what we're saying. What we're saying is he's not for worth seventy eight million over four years. Seventy eight million over four years. That's not huge, but that's big enough to F- say fifty million over four years. Pay seventy eight stretching it a little bit. And, I mean, and it's one of those. Maybe things. they have money because who else do they have to pay? No, they have not. The Bulls have the most cap space of anyone. Is that true? Yep, it's up there. It's up there with Sacramento, and hmm. that's um, a surprise for me because I feel like they would have more money tied up because of the Bulls. I don't know. That's just me. They just don't have any. Well, uh, everyone, they have. everyone they have is young. They don't have big names. Huh? The, basically, basically, their only like old expensive to player is um, Robin Lopez. Robin Lopez. Yeah, that's sad. <laughs> everyone, everyone else is young. Caveman, dude. Yeah, jeez. Oh, All right, okay. second player, Trevor Ariza, one-year deal to the Suns uh, for $15 million. Great deal. Good good 3-and-D guy coming from Houston. Great deal. Um, He's got um, a lot that he can offer. $15 million might be a little bit stretching it, but I think overall if he can play without the pressure of almost winning, like they're not going to win the championship next year. What? You the bite Suns, your The Suns need a good three-point shooter. Like Ariza, who's also good on defense, so they can have a, they've got a good front court building. They're still building their back court. He's going to be a good one to fill that. Whether he comes off the bench or he starts, it's just I think it's a good move um, for him and for the Suns. I think it's a mutually beneficial move. I think this is a JJ Redick type contract where they aren't necessarily buying him for his stats; they're buying him for his locker room, uh, presence, and that's completely fine. Is, is he good locker room person? I mean, I, I mean, he's an old player who's been around the league forever, and um. I think they're – look at the Suns. They're a team of young players. I think you're right. He's a solid D and three guy. If I were 
you know, if, if, I, if I were the Rockets, Rockets and I had talent to spare, he's a great player for the Rockets, but he's not a one-year 15 million no. uh, uh, Rockets. He's maybe one-year He's a little million, too old for the Rockets. One-year seven just million for the Rockets. Especially with, when they're trying to sign Clint Capella. Yeah, with with, with the Sun, with the Suns being a young team who just needs – they need someone in the locker room who's been there, and they need someone in the locker room who can teach them how to win because no one on that team knows how to. Like <laughs> – you I know how to, just not in the NBA. You yeah. mentioned the championship back there. Like, so who's going to win the West this year? Because it's kind of a toss-up. No, no, it's not. not. It's the Warriors. <laughs> right, you're saying that. There's three teams going into it that are going to battle it out. No, it, it doesn't matter. It's the Warriors. We, we the, might... Warriors the Warriors took a 73-win team two years ago, changed almost nothing to the roster, and then added the second-best player in the world, Kevin Durant. And they swept the uh, – and then they – Barely miss sweeping the playoffs the year before. They swept the championship next year, and then they. Added, so you're saying they're going to win again this year? And then they, and then they added a first team All NBA yeah, center. They did. Uh, I'm not this. I'm saying in a month they should start the 2019 NBA offseason yep. because it's over already. Yeah. No. This is. This, I would love to be shocked on this point, but I just you don't really think the Lakers have a chance. This, no. this is a really fun year. Because or even the Rockets? No. This, this is the year of the surprise. If there's anything that could happen, it's a surprise. But we all are going into it with the same mindset of, damn it, the Warriors are going to win. Again. I, the only I, people I think who believe the they have a chance are Houston because they still have faith that James Harden and Chris Paul can get through. Do you think that the only person I, who has a chance? Yeah, like, I don't know. Lakers. I, I, think the, I think the only team in the NBA who has a chance moved to them is, is the try. Rockets because they showed the Rockets are the only team who can straight up out shoot Here's the, the Warriors. Here's why I think Chiefs fair, is right. If fair. LeBron and the Lakers don't win, they're at least going to tire the shit out of the Warriors and There's put no them guarantee. through something. There's no guarantee they play the Warriors. That's, That's true. true. But if LeBron is who I think he is, he's going to make it to the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. So that means they're going to face them. So that means they're going to wear the shit out of them. But then again, look at the Rockets. Look at the Rockets. They, look at the say, Rockets they, go they the just Rockets did that. Yep. And they, they swept us. So it's, it's so fuck it. I don't know. <laughs> oh. This is why this is why I don't like talking about it. Okay, can we move on? <laughs> yeah, player number three, Isaiah Thomas, to the Nuggets, one year, one point five million. This is a guy. One point five. This is a guy. Oh, he's two. This was a guy They're who right who was up for a hundred million dollar contract, and a year and a half later is barely signing onto a team to a team where he is going to be coming off the bench. Man, I'm not he's a bench not player. even starting. I'm not here, a bench here, player. I'm worth it. I'm 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 gonna start it by saying, from the perspective of Isaiah Thomas, fuck Brad Stevens. You just robbed me. Just highway. That being said, with what he's done since he's left the Celtics, yeah, it's one, been worth it. One year, one point five million is exactly what he's. Yeah, <laughs> he's a player that can play on the floor. He like, needs a, he needs a system perfectly built for him. And when he was in that system, everyone was like, "Oh, he's so good." And then you put him in any other system. I really hate to be this guy, but he's five nine in the NBA. Like that doesn't get you far. No, like, <laughs> I mean he can handle the ball well and pass it well, but like that. And uh, he he he's he lost his ex- ever since he oh, hurt, yeah. ever since he hurt his hip. He's lost his explosiveness, and he's been a slightly above average shooter. Nothing special. And the issue is that he said he, if he's a good passer and ball handler, okay, that's fine. But you got to score in the league. The yeah. guards have to score now. And he he was he was two years ago averaging the most points in the fourth quarter of any player in the NBA, and. Now, when you watch him, it's it's you, just sad. you can't hide him in a defense anymore. People just learn to go straight at him, and right? he's just like a Muggsy Bogues, only a little bit bigger. No, he he. <laughs> it, <laughs> I feel like he was a one trick pony. He's either a one trick pony who got figured out, 
or no one can build, no one but Brad Stevens can build a system. But is he worth it? Uh, he's worth 1.5 million. Yes. Is he worth more than that? No. That uh, was one year. One, one year, year 1.5 million. So here's That's his proof. This, this is his proving ground, right? Yeah. Now. Yes, this is when yes. it's like rubber hits the road. Are you gonna be worth it or not? Take that chip on your shoulder and ride it, man. I did go out and get that hundred million dollar contract. I want you to. The Nuggets. I like you. The Nuggets picked him up. The Nuggets yeah, picked yep. him up for 1.5 million. That's definitely worth it. Well, yeah, they've got a really like low key team right now. I don't know how they're gonna do, but they got Moody. They got Jokic. No, they don't. Moody plays the Knicks. They got a G- They have Paul Millsap, Jamal Murray, uh, Murray. Get, Thank you. Uh, Will, Will Barton, uh, Gary Will Harris. Will Barton coming up. He's pretty good. Joke, uh, Paul Millsap. Uh, Paul Millsap. Uh, Nikolai Jokic. Injury. Right. Yep. All right. Michael Porter Jr. just went through another surgery, so that might be a couple years. That, Trust yeah. the process. Am I right? <laughs> Let's see how that works. All right. One of the bigger names on here, excluding the the obvious ones, uh, is Jabari Parker to the Bulls. Jabari Two years Parker. for $40 million. Kind of surprised the Bucks let him go. He's from Chicago, so I know that was kind of a, a draw to him to go go to the Bulls. But I'm kind of surprised that the Bucks let him go. Um, I'm not. He's a little redundant on the Bucks. Yeah, he's a great player, and he's going to be a great fit at the Bulls. Two year, forty million. It's a lot that's of money. A, that's a lot of money. Um, yeah, for is what he, he can be, he's he's pretty healthy. For what he can, for what he, I, I, I would what he can be, yes, what he is right now, I don't know. Maybe he didn't have the space. Yeah. Well, there's redundancy. Who are the Bucks filling him with? Uh, the Bucks had already filled him with Middleton. Uh, they've already got him with um, Bledsoe. Sorry, Bledsoe. Because I know Giannis was trying to make moves on. What is it? Giannis. I can't pronounce. What is it? Giannis. Giannis. Can you no try his last name? Yeah. No. Please. <laughs> Come on, no. Just once. Just once. Very close. You got like three fourths. I'm just no. Pronunciations are not my Pronunciations, man. If I were bowls, I would I would ideally want to pay a two year thirty million. I think that's about what it's yeah. worth. But when you have the Bulls and you have that much cap space and he's that young with talent who can grow into something, I'm worth taking uh it's worth taking a chance on. I'm like Bulls, what do you have to lose? You're the third worst team in the East. Yeah. Fuck it, man. Let's shoot. Shoot your shot. Shoot your right? shot. Wait, wait. So, who's the best team in the East right now? Best team in the East? Boston. Boston. Yeah. Now, the Raptors just traded. I mean, Boston. 76ers so, are still on the Boston. tail. Still lost Boston. Boston. Uh, I think I, right now my the, the we, we, have see, we, we have though? to see how they play yeah. right now. My I think they. I don't. I don't think so. I'm I pretty sure the Raptors are We're getting to it. Yeah, we'll get that's to later. It. That's later. Right. Speaking of Boston, Marcus Smart signed a contract uh, today. Four years, $52 million. Is he worth it? I think he is. I think he is definitely worth it. He's a scrappy fucking player who brings a lot of heart to the team, and you need one of those players. Give me somebody else. Terry Rozier is not as scrappy as Marcus Smart, and he's not bringing that fire because sometimes he just shoots like shit. Not on Marcus Smart shoots like shit normally, so when he shoots great, it's even better. So he is just one of those great players who brings something to the team, and then sometimes he also shoots. I I, I think this is about this is about what he's worth, but I think they made a very important. This is for you to drink. You got to finish your first one first. Uh, oh my second. I, I I think they made well, a I'm on my fourth. very important uh, decision drive. here. They <laughs> said, "Hey." We're going to double down on Marcus Smart and let Terry Rozier walk when his contract's up. Terry Rozier's a great player, but at this point, um, Boston's guard-heavy. I think Boston's saying, uh, if Boston were to either lowball Marcus Smart and let him walk, they would be doubling down on Terry Rozier. 
at a certain point, you would choose smart Rozier because both of them were being underpaid. I'm glad they made the smart, uh, for lack of a better word, the smart decision. Mm-hmm. I think. I, I, I think Get Mar- it because it's his name. I think Marcus Smart fits the uh, mold better for a Brad Stevens team, and I think if Terry Rozier walks, that's uh, that's just a risk you're going to take. All right. I I got to disagree, but. All right, what are you disagreeing about? You can be a little – I mean, you can chime in on this I'm one. I'm just chime in real quick. I, I think Marcus Smart is very much like Lance Stevenson, and I think it, I think it was it has not been said any better by the Pacers coach. Man, sometimes Lance is the best player on your team, and sometimes he's the best player on the other team. And that's what I feel at times Marcus Smart, he can get trigger happy, and he is just a bad shooter. Trigger. Just my two cents. We'll move on to the next guy, which is Brooke Lopez to the Bucks for $3.3 million. Steal! Oh my god, 3.3 million for a stretch five? Like, he's not the best rebounder in the world, but that's okay because you play on a team with Giannis. He was making over 15 million last year. Yeah. No, yeah. that is the steal of the offseason, other than Boogie Cousins. Boogie Cousins is <laughs> the obvious one. That's, also, remain to be That's seen. Highway Robert. Also, remain to be seen. What if Boogie steps on the floor and breaks his fucking knee? Oh, no. Or his Achilles. It's not going to matter. Nothing would make me happier. Fuck you, Golden State. You'll probably still win a championship. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, because Boogie Cousins doesn't give a shit of what you have to say, so fuck you, yeah. you're a fucking asshole. Uh, uh, the quote was, I don't give a fuck what you have to say. Um, regardless. <laughs> Two years ago, fuck the Warriors. Still, fuck the Warriors. Quote, Boogie Cousins. Yeah, Boogie Cousins. I I liked you, man. I liked you. Game All right. Marcus. So, I think book, uh, overall contestant is Brooke Lopez, Steel. Oh, yeah. That's fucking uh, I, I, I think it fits because you're surrounding what, – what the Bucks need is to surround Giannis with shooting. Until yep. he has developed that shot, they need to surround him with shooting. And Chris Middleton and Eric Bledsoe can do that. But right now, their centers don't have a lot of offensive talent. Now you have one that does. The only thing I have to say about the Bucks that I – they're super – why do they feel super tall? They are. They're, they're – very They're big lanky team. defenders. Very lanky. Like, every person on that team is, like, lank. Which is... I mean, they can make it work. They can to rant that shit. It's going to be a fun team to watch. I mean, it, yeah. It'll be fun. It'll be different. It'll be a different team to watch. It is. It's still going to surround... Uh, it's still going to surround... Giannis is the number one. Giannis. Yeah. All right. They're, they're giving tools up. King, King Link. Next players, uh, we'll just go the Lakers. So, Rondo to Lakers, one year, $9 million. And Lance Stevenson, one year... Four point five million. Both worth it. This is gonna be up. that. When I just said this is gonna be fun to watch, of, I was talking about the Lakers right with there. With the amount of money that the Lakers had, they can sign all these one years. Yeah, this makes sense. Yeah. They put so many assisters on the team. They've got Lonzo Ball, LeBron James, uh, uh, Rajon Rondo, right? Um, Lance Stevenson. He, he's got some solid assist numbers, but all these oh, guys are overlooking the obvious. Just your family. <laughs> Not gonna answer that. They've got all these guys who are pass, pass first. You know they are looking to make the pass, and they could be like an '80s Celtics where they just started throwing the ball, or even better, a late '80s Lakers. It's showtime, man. They are they are trying to recreate that process. The one thing they got to watch out for though, defense. Yeah, true. Because LeBron, I I love the man. Defense can be his weakness because he doesn't have to worry about it as much. He worries about everything else. Defense, he is a little lackadaisical on. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. If if he's on a team that needs defense, I think he'd play. Exactly. Yeah. But But, so does Lance Stevenson, Rajon Rondo, JaVale McGee even. Not the greatest greatest defender. He can get blocks, though, and that's kind of what I JaVale McGee is a rim protector and nothing more. He can't do help defense. Exactly. But if someone's driving to the hoop and JaVale McGee is between them, he can stop. 
McGee, that was a good. I thought that was a smart pickup by them. Yeah. All right, so who's we'll, Rondo, we'll Rondo or Alonzo Ball who starts? Alonzo uh, Ball. Alonzo is Alonzo starts. Rondo's his replacement. Though. Rondo's not going to. Rondo's the first it. guy off the bench. I I, I think Alonzo starts for the regular season and Rondo starts in the playoffs. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, playoff Rondo's I, a different like beast. <laughs> I, I like it. I like it. I like it. All right. Uh, no, wait, 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 what if they don't make the playoffs? <laughs> ah, All right, well, second, Rob's making the playoffs. <laughs> second to last one, we got uh, Dwight Howard to the Wizards for five point three million. Not yeah, worth it. not worth it. Yeah, no, it is five point three million. Oh, I know. I wouldn't take him for a better minimum. I think he's cancer. Well, you, yeah. That, oh, in the Wizards, okay. Because John Wall isn't into that. No, exactly. John John Wall. It cancels it out. It John John it out. Wall was already getting bad. Two negatives are positive. And I know very little about Marcin Gortat, but I assume he's more agreeable than Dwight Howard because so is everyone. <laughs> So for so maybe may- Boogie Cousins. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Mar- Marcin Gortat is like the most understated asshole in the world. But put the egos of John Wall and Dwight Howard on the same team. I think this is going to turn very south. I do not like this. I think that you – don't get me wrong. I think you need a strong center because – and I think Marcin Gortat – better than him. And I think Marcin court, Gortat better. was fading, and I think on the court Dwight Howard's good. But I – I hope you prove me wrong. I hope they can put the egos aside, but I really worry about that much personality on a team. I, I think I think you guys are going to be good through December, and I think around the All Star break, something's going to break. I think I think it's the Wizards' desperate attempt to stay within reaching distance in the East. Who you know, was, at this point, they, every year they go out and they'll beat whoever their first round is: Miami, Indiana, whoever, and then they'll get to the Boston's, the wrong, the Raptors or the Cavs, and they get swept in four. Maybe they take a game. That's not true. They, they, took, might be they took Boston to seven two years ago. That's true. But that, it was a Bradley Beal who, who was on the Wizards. Bradley Beal's on yeah. the Wizards. Yeah. He, He's still there. He is? You think Avery Bradley, Bradley left Avery. the Celtics. Who? Okay, shit. No, yeah. I'm going to retract my statement. I, I, had, so I was going to say that Bradley Beal had left, so there's going to relieve some of the tension in the front court, leaving it just to be John Wall and whoever his center is being Dwight Howard now. But if Bradley Beal's still there, I, I don't know why, but they just don't cohesively mix. So throwing Dwight Howard into it, for the price they got him, he's a great player. It's not about being a great player, though, in this sense with Dwight Howard. I, I really hate I to say it because I love the players. He's one of my favorite players in 2K. But um, John Wall is very inefficient. I think John Wall is – I'm going to jump in front of this. John Wall is a lesser of Russell Westbrook where he just wants the ball. I was, and he wants to do everything with the ball. But he, there's other more efficient players on the team that he won't Bradley pass Beal. Bradley Beal is one of the most efficient scorers on the team, but he gets less looks than he deserves. And John Wall, you're a great distributor. John Wall, you're a great athlete. I wish you'd say that John, about Russell. John Wall, never do. I always say that about Russell. No, you don't. You hate that guy. I think he is – I think he does – um, more harm to his team than he deserves. Russell Westbrook's a top 10 athlete in the NBA. Russell Westbrook is a top 10 point guard in the NBA. Russell, uh, top five. I mean, I'll, I'll give you top five. But Russ, Russell Westbrook, I wouldn't want him on my team because Russell Westbrook cares more about the Russell Westbrook band than he cares about his team winning. That is not true. That is not really, true. Really, Mr. Triple Double? Okay, he's Mr. Triple Double because he had to be Mr. Triple Double. The next season, they're like, okay, Paul George, Paul George, let me talk. Paul George 
and Melo came into the league, or came into that team saying, all right, we're here to help Russ. He's this good of a player. Let's do what he does. Them shifting in changed up the whole game. They, he now had people to pass to that wouldn't make the shots. He now had people to pass – or sorry, who would make the shots. Transitioning from Mr. Triple-Double into a team player while trying to keep up those points scoring, trying to keep up that amount of production to try to build that team – it, things change. There's Mr. an influx. Mr. Triple Double to Mr. Tr- Mr. Less than one rebound away from Mr. Triple Double. Um, and on top of that, they turned Paul George into a D and three guy, which is a highway robbery because he's a top five talent in the NBA. I think Paul George is the best player on the team. And I think he's the most underutilized player in the NBA. And I genuinely feel sorry for him for signing a five, uh, four-year contract. That's harsh. Um, they got rid of Carmelo Anthony today. Uh, no, getting rid of Carmelo Anthony. Great a move. Great move. So For many reasons. Carmelo Anthony was gonna the biggest the... cancer of that team. Exactly. That's yeah. one of the things that needed to go. I loved Carmelo. I thought he was going to be great for the team. I had a lot of high hopes, but he's a lot of ego to fit onto that court. Oh, my God. Russell Westbrook, I love him. You are my favorite player. He's got a big ego. You're correct. He's like yeah. a Kobe Bryant mixed with a Michael Jordan. He oh, wants to be. he's like a... He's like a Kobe Bryant mixed with Michael Jordan in the ego sense. Yeah. Okay. That's what I, just I, said. I just did. I didn't want you to think that when you walk on the, when he walks on that court, he plays like Kobe and Michael combined. Well, then he'd be the best player in the world. Exactly. Right? Okay. Just, just I, I didn't want. Then he would I, I didn't want our listeners to walk away going, "Oh, Russell Westbrook's better than Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant combined." No, no, no. <laughs> if, if Russell Westbrook was Kobe and Jordan combined, he'd just we're be, He'd be LeBron. Right? Sorry, but we're, we're off topic. All right, last oh, player. What are we talking about again? We 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 were talking, talking about, about John East. Wall's a less efficient Russell Westbrook, and I think he needs to learn to distribute the ball more and not. I I know he thinks it's his team and he has to take the shot, but the most no matter whose team it is, the most efficient player on the court has to take the shot. LeBron James it was always his team. When it came down to the t- uh, crunch time, who do you let the take take the shot? Either Kyrie Irving or Kyle Korver, because because Ky- he understands he's doing what's best for the team, and just because you don't take the last shot doesn't mean it's not your team. All right. One last. Anyway, I will say that Russell Westbrook is transitioning from Mr. Triple Double to Team Player Triple Double. I'll believe it when I see it. Well, I didn't ask you to. He lost his teammate of KD, so I. Regardless, that's years ago. But he lost. He lost KD because KD was the most efficient player on the team. All right, let's go with it. All right, I got one more. This is in the midst of uh, the whole. LeBron to the Lakers, you know, about 4,000 things happened in the league right after that happened. And one of those was the uh, the Lakers waived the rights to Julius Randle. Pelicans picked him up two years, $18 million. I wouldn't say it's complete replacement for a, health, for a healthy DeMarcus Cousins, not even close. But I think I, I think that's that, – I mean, that's $9 million a year. I think it's a good pickup. You know when you know when a lot of really bad things happen in your life, and then all of a sudden you find five dollars in your pocket. Like, hey, I'm gonna turn this around. They lost Rajon Rondo and Boogie Cousins. Like, I'm sorry, Pelicans. That's just a really hard off season. You're you are not gonna be as good as you are. Uh, last not year. a not a winner in this. But you know, sure. you just found five dollars in your pocket by signing Julius Randle to way less than he's worth. So like, good job. Like sometimes <laughs> you need that win. Hey man, take what you can get. Take what you can get. Julius Randle is gonna be like a Tristan Thompson or a Draymond Green, but he's got range. Less he's got he's got he's got more more range than Tristan Thompson. That's true. So, so, I so do I. <laughs> <laughs> but they Very did. True. They they got someone threw him a bone, and they they didn't even throw, they forgot about it. Yeah, no, I, 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 I really think happened. I think it was a good pickup by the Pelicans. 
uh, when it when it'll be all said and done. So Nathan, you mentioned that the uh, right after LeBron James, a bunch of crap happened in the NBA. Right after that, do you think the other teams were actually waiting for LeBron to make his decision? Oh, hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think every, every decision, a lot of franchises' decisions were waiting on what happens to LeBron James, and then they'll go make moves because at at, at the end of the day, you got to make a team to beat LeBron. Yeah, uh, or the Warriors. Can you imagine if he would have <laughs> held out? If what, how different this whole draft season would have been, if, or trade season would have been? If, if, if LeBron like still had not signed, a lot of trades would happen. I mean, Paul George was before LeBron James, and that kind of surprised me. But the uh, Leonard trade, which we're going to be getting here to in a minute, I don't think that's happened yet. If LeBron's still up on the table, <laughs> yeah. yeah, because if if they don't have LeBron, I think the if LeBron were holding yeah. out. I think the Lakers would have given their firstborn son and everything else they have to offer for Kawhi Leonard because uh, Magic Johnson is still kind of under trial, and Magic Johnson promised him a superstar for this offseason. And he got it, and now he gets to do his three-year plan. And I really – fuck the Lakers, but I really hope that they, like, do something. Because I'm above all, I, I hate the Lakers, but I want to see LeBron finish his career as um, an all-time great because I do think he's the best player ever played. Yes, you do. I do too, but – it's debatable. Uh, I, I, no, it should always be a debate. No, it's debatable. That's it's, what he's trying to eliminate right now. No, it's it's, de- it's definitely debatable. What is, but I, I, I think de- if the Lakers suck while he's on it, while well, I'll still think it, the debate won't be as much of a debate. Yeah, but, it's it's always been the rings that have held him back. And he's been, <clears> that's a bullshit argument. Because, be because, because, because if it was based on rings, then Bill Russell's the greatest player to ever play the game. To be fair, oh, yeah, he's not. LeBron's uh, at this point in his life, 33 now. He is. Mm-hmm. When Michael Jordan was 33, he also had only three rings, mm-hmm. and he had been to a lot. Uh, what was it? Three rings, three Finals MVPs, just like LeBron. Yeah. And oh shit. But uh, Michael never lost a NBA championship because he didn't get there. <coughs> oh, sorry, that was about to I was about to say. But, um, I was say LeBron's never lost the first round in the yeah. NBA playoffs. Jordan yeah. has. Yeah, yeah. but um, but yeah, we can debate Jordan versus LeBron for yeah, that, that's, three that's, straight that's days, and we still would not have it. Yep, that's, yeah. that's so, an entirely different podcast. Let's move on to the Kawhi Leonard trade. Yeah, yeah. So guys. It. Are we in Trade Talk now? We're in Trade, trade Talk. All right, welcome trade. to Trade Talk. This is our recurring segment, apparently, for the summer. So let's, uh, let's continue on with our talking the trades. So Wait, are we, gonna, are we jumping? Yeah, let's jump in with that one, so, even though so, this other one happened like hours ago. So, yeah. there, so there's one really big trade. We'll get, to, we'll get to the recent one. But the really big trade is Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green for De, uh, DeMar, uh, sorry, DeMar DeRozan. Jakob Podol and an unprotected 2019. No, it's protected. Or, sorry, a protected 2019 first rounder. Yeah. So I, I don't know what it is protected, but I assume it's top three, top five. With Kawhi Leonard on that team, they're getting that draft pick, right? Because there's no way that um, Toronto is going to be a bottom three or bottom five time to, uh, team in the league with Kyle Lowry and Tamar Rose on it. Right? Can we just all agree to that? So they're getting a dra- first round draft pick. Okay. Tamar Rose or Kawhi Leonard? Uh, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, and Kyle Lowry. Oh, I'm sorry. With uh, Kyle, uh, with Kyle Lowry and Kawhi Leonard on that team, they're not gonna be. They're not gonna be a, bo- a bottom five team. That's just. I can think of five worse teams. <laughs> That's true. Um. So um. Here's the thing. Negotiations are really weird thing. When you lose the power in the negotiation, um, it's really hard to pull value out of it and. 
San Antonio lost the value in their negotiation when Kawhi Leonard said, I don't want to play for San Antonio. Because basically he's a ticking time bomb. And I think it really hurt when he, he said, I want to play for LA. Too. Yeah, no, you can, you can. Anytime he opened his mouth, he shouldn't have done game. that. He, because then, he should have never said a damn thing, which he is really good about doing. But um, they did. They, I think you can talk about who won the trade. Obviously, with Danny Green and Kawhi Leonard, that's more value than DeMar DeRozan and Yaka Potal in the first round draft pick. But when you consider to the power they lost in negotiation, so Kawhi Leonard, they're like, oh, we could just wait, uh, especially L.A. L.A.'s like, we could just wait a year and he's ours, which I'd be really scared to do with LA, if I were L.A. because of Paul George, but that's a different discussion. I would um, be scared. Toronto's um, not really good at holding their players. Uh, history dictates. Yeah, history dictates. Um, but now there was OKC, and they got Paul George. Okay, they lost them to free agency. They didn't lose them to trades. Uh, you're right, but um, they Kawhi Leonard's going to be up for free agency, and maybe they can keep him depending on how far they go in the East. Actually, they lost them to free agency and trades. Sorry, yeah. they were bad all of them. Yeah, but okay, um, C was just mo- but moving onward, um, they lost all their negotiation by Kawhi saying I don't want to be here, and they still managed to pull what I consider a top fifteen talent. Unbelievable! And Yaka Potal uh, was a great uh, uh, rookie big man, and um, he was only the, a rookie. Yeah, he, wow. uh, he was either a rookie or a sophomore. This was his first big year in the league. Second year. Second year. Okay, so he, he was a second year. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And on top of that. A, dra- a first-round draft pick always holds value, especially if you're the Spurs, because the Spurs draft great. Hey, Spurs hey. draft fantastic. They, um, they, I think they develop well. Yeah. Well, you sorry. You could say they draft well, they develop well. Yeah, it, it's half the equation. <laughs> but, but um, I think you can always develop players even after you, you yeah. don't draft them. So yeah, I think it, but if, if you're a great developer, wouldn't you want the most first-round picks you can get? Because first-round players usually turn out I'll take out players who have players. already got a good base. That's fine. All-stars. Yeah, you like can DeMar DeRozan. the shit out of an all star. Yeah, I think the, I think the combination of Demar Derozan and uh, Demar, uh, sorry, Lamarcus Aldridge together in San Antonio, that's going to be a really dangerous team. That they're going to own the mid range. They're going to do. They're going to be the anti Houston. Yeah, they are. They're yeah. going to be all about that team basketball, yeah. baby. Fuck the and, ISO and, ball. And th- that would be a really hard team to develop. But there's one coach Patty who can do Mills it. Coming off the bench. Well, if there's one t- coach that could do it, Patty Mills is going to start because Tony Parker's gone. No, they got somebody else. Who's going to start? Uh, Anderson's gone too. Ryan Anderson Who's left. They just got Marco Bellinelli, but he won't start over Patty Mills. Yeah, he's, Patty, Mill, Patty Mills is going to be their starter. I'm telling you, he's your sister. And Lonnie Walker is going to replace Ryan Anderson. But, or not Ryan Anderson. Um, Tony Parker. But regardless, oh. This is gonna. Kyle Anderson. This is gonna end up being a great team because it's led by Pop. It'd be a very hard team to develop. It'd be a hard team to figure out. But if there's one coach in the NBA who could do it, Dehonte Murray. Dehonte Murray starting over. They're they're gonna be a 50 win playoff team. I I think that is without it. They're going to be a 50 win playoff team. Probably three four seed. Um, I think one and two are kind of wrapped up. I wouldn't put them past upsetting the Lakers for trying. I, w- I wouldn't put him past beating anybody but the Warriors. Yeah. I think it beat anyone but the Warriors, to be honest. In the yeah. West, so. so Overall, I think... Don't sleep on the Spurs. I, I think the Spurs did win the trade just because the question of Kawhi Leonard's health and and will he stay. You know, they could pull Paul George and convince him to stay in the league. Or I'm not saying they stay in the Raptors, but he has made it clear that he wants to go to LA, but I think that's what Raptors are thinking. You know, we were going to blow it up here in a couple of years anyway. 
why not try to get Kawhi Leonard to stay? You know, and if if it works for them, then good for them. They then they won the they won the trade. But as of right now, I think I think the Spurs have won that trade. Okay. Well, there's one other. Um, um, there's another trade that happened that were that literally just happened was uh, Carmelo Anthony to the Atlanta Hawks for some no name fucking players. Who who they who did, uh, so did yeah so Carmelo oh Anthony, no no shit they got uh, T Carmelo uh, Anthony Schroeder Schroeder yeah it was Carmelo Anthony in a 2022 first round pick to the Hawks for Dennis Schroeder. Um. Jeez. Yeah, and uh, twenty twenty pick, twenty twenty two. No, and for Mike Mike Muscala, who got waived. So the Hawks are gonna waive Mello. The Thunder are gonna waive Muscala. They got Schroeder, and then the Hawks got a twenty twenty two draft. Pick. Good backup point guard. Um, I think it's all. It's I think it's all around a good deal for everyone. And I, I think the Thunder worked with Mello. I think they they planned on working with Mello to get a buyout or some sort of. Like trade then buyout, sure and that's what they did. And get yes. the fuck out of there so they can go to some other team. Exactly. To start over. And now Houston is the the leader in the clubhouse to I sign really him. But the issue is Houston is also trying Why to sign Clint Capella because um, maybe maybe he's grown up, but he's going to be the same player in OKC that he was in Houston, where he refuses to come off the bench, he refuses to not be a franchise player. If he does that, yeah. If he if he does that, they got a position to fill. Though Trevor Reza just left. Yeah, absolutely. He just doesn't play the D. And um, I think Carmelo, I think Carmelo Anthony is very offensive centric, who plays no good D. And I think Carmelo Anthony won't be okay with not being the number one ball handler. Or at least, oh, if he if he is going if he goes to, to Houston, he has to learn how to play a completely different style of basketball. He's just coming on a team with the MVP. Yeah, so he and knows Chris he's Paul. not the fucking shit. But plus, he's good buddies with Chris Paul. So he he's he, know, like, he, he knows, but will he accept it? I, yeah, I, I would say he would. He's coming onto a team. People that he, thought he would he accept it. No KC didn't do that. That was less defined. But at the he point. just he, like you said, he was just coming onto a team with an MVP. That was less defined at the point. Okay. He is not as good buddies with Chris Paul, or not sorry, Chris Paul, um, with Paul George. Paul George. He is fucking super tight with Chris Paul. Banana now, boat. Exactly, banana boat. Fucking whatever. But I don't know. I think he's gonna turn it around. I, I something about me likes Mellow. I don't know why. He's a dick, but something about me doesn't. So. That hoodie Mellow. Hoodie Mellow is a different Mellow. <laughs> Honestly, if they let him play with hoodies, he'd probably play. With them. Oh, be dominant. And he'd probably play better too. <laughs> You can't see where his eyes are going. <laughs> can't play worse. That's true. You, you can't play worse defense. So you know. All right. So we're moving on to our last segment here, where, as you know, this is a reoccurring segment. It's we compare two players from different eras in the NBA, and we say who's better. So I just drew from a hat. Of the two names we have is Shaquille O'Neal versus Wilt Chamberlain, Shaq and Wilt. So Wilt still Wilt the still the big diesel versus the big diesel. So, does anyone here have a strong opinion that want to start out? I'm actually, I'm for the diesel. You're for the diesel. I'm for the diesel. Oh, I, I, and I'm the opposite. I, how can, how can you not say Shaq? I'm going still. Will the still, man. I, I think it's really important how we frame this argument because it's going to be what, what, what are we trying to figure out? Who's the best player? Who's the best player? Two players playing one on one. I can see both. I give it to Shaq. Oh, one on one. You give it to Shaq. I think Shaq beats How Will. I think Shaq's the most dominant big man uh, ever played the game. Just about as bad as Shaq's. 
I mean, th- Shaq. Those, those Lakers championships, Kobe wasn't the best player on that team. It was Shaq, 100%. Shaq is the most dominant big man to ever play the game. There are different styles of him. You know, Kareem was a very different style of big man. Zozo Russell, but... Pure physicality and dominance of the game—it's Shaq. The, the, right. well, so, well, so when you say no, who, when you when the answer is who dominated their era, I they both think, dominated I, their era. Well, but I don't think it's a clear question. I think Wilt dominated it more. I don't ever remember Shaq averaging what forty rebound was it? It was like 20, 50, 50 points. Fifty in points. Forty. He averaged forty-eight minutes. But a game. if we're just going after game, I don't ever remember Shaq scoring hundred points per game. You also the have thing to about look Will, at the era Will, of basketball Will, they're playing in. No, though. no one scores. Look that at the much. competition. But, no, no, it is the competition. But here's the thing: the dude had literally the largest vertical in the NBA history, four fucking feet in the goddamn air, and he was literally so he was dom he was Shaq. Of that day. So how about this? How about if we take Prime Will and Prime Shaq and put them on the same NBA team today and make them play each other? So a random NBA team, the Milwaukee Bucks, because they need a center. Anymore. Uh, All right, fine. Um, Cleveland Cavaliers. Cavaliers. And you put Shaq on it and you put Wilt on it. They play each other. Which team wins? The same Cavs team plays same, each other? Same, same Cavs teams play each other, okay. except the only difference is Wilt and Shaq, and I give it to Shaq. I agree. Wilt well, during his era may have had better numbers, but I think Shaq played against I think tougher Wilt, opponents. Yeah, exactly. So, I think Wilt um, played against worse players. On, 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 and like maybe you can say, oh, Wilt played in a different era, and he doesn't understand a modern offense. That's fine. All right. So what's what so, modern offense do you offense do you need compared to Shaq? Because it's going to be the same damn thing. Well, all right. How about yeah. this? Let, let, let's do the opposite here. You take Bill Russell off those that Celtics team, you put Wilt on it, and you put Shaq on it, and you play, they play each other. I still give it to Shaq. I agree. I, I think, think Shaq. Same I, argument I, as your Cavaliers. I don't I, think that's the same. I I I I uh, well because then the argument of understanding modern offense is kind of about the. Well, I mean, if you're just picking teams, teams and throwing players on it, I think it's a one versus one player like Shaq versus Wilt. Who would win? Yeah, because like you got to think about team, team basketball. Who's the better player? Who's the better fit for that team? I, I, I'm talking one v one. Um, I I think Shaq bodies up Wilt because Wilt could oh, Wilt was strong. Wilt could ju- uh jump, but I think Shaq boxes him out. Shaq was so much so better. Shaq just um, I, seven one throw the body thicker. Yeah, throw the body. It's not necessarily. But I play against. I'm not saying I have any knowledge on what it's like to play in the NBA. But I'm saying when I'm playing in the fucking YMCA, I'll take the big dude. Like it's not necessarily just about being bigger. Oh, than you the get guy. low it's on him. You can smarter than the guy. I'm not saying Shaq's dumb. I'm saying Wilt was smart as shit. If you're smart on your leverage, you can push a big guy up pretty easily. Dennis Rodman was six seven and was the most dominant big man in the fucking league when he played. You don't have to be the biggest dude, height wise or thickness wise, to be better than the uh, other person. I'd argue Karl Malone was better than Rodman, but that's just I. Well, why didn't well, he then, win? Well, this is a whole different argument. This is a whole different argument. Um. I venture to say that um, Shaq, if we make bring it down to an IQ thing, Shaq's smarter because Shaq was able to continue to be not as dominant but dominant over like reasonable competition. Whereas Wilt, Wilt was unbelievable, super athlete, but he played in a team where super, super athletes were rare in the league. And now uh, Shaq, you've got two Shaq, played, Shaq played in the league where super athletes. Shaq were never played team. by himself. Jerry or fucking the magic. He had 
Will Chamberlain had himself on the 76ers, which is where I'm not saying his prime was, where he lost a lot of his youth. Which explains why he had all his points. No one else on the team could score. Golden State, same situation. Only guy on the team, lost a lot of his prime. Gets the Finally gets the Lakers, does great things, has Jerry West to help him. They finally get to the fucking championship and make it. Um, but it, it just took, he would be so much more established if he would have gotten those rings, I feel like. And he didn't get the rings, which is what I think you guys are picking him for. Why are you picking Shaq? Because he's got four rings. I'm not picking Shaq for the think, rings. I'm picking rings him for the player that they were. were. For me, I was I didn't I don't even know how many rings they were. No matter how are you so, picking him for the player that he was, because you know Will Chamberlain's playing. He had fifty point. He would average fifty points in forty fucking forty minutes. But look at the league he's playing. If anything, I'm not picking for his rings. I'm picking him for his era. But you're you're yeah. totally dogging him then. You're bird dogging the shit out of him. I'm picking him for size, just sheer size. I figure one on one, Shaq and body will. And I'm telling you that just because you're bigger than a dude doesn't mean you're better than a dude. Yeah, but if you have to be smarter, I think uh, I think you're under. I don't think Why do you Shaq's think Shaq dumb. is smarter than Will? Why do I think Shaq is smarter than Will? Because I think Shaq um, was uh, a very crucial component on a Heat team well past his prime. I think crucial Shaq, component. Yeah. Young oh, Shaq really? had a he, lot of players. Who else was on that team he, besides he, him and Wade? They also had Morning. They also had Gary Payton. They also not had, on the team that won the nope. ship. Gary, Gary, yeah, Gary, no. Gary Payton was on LeBron's team, not on Shaq's team. Young Shaq, though, had some moves that were just No, they had Gary Payton. Fucking check my shit. Wasn't on LeBron's team. Like Magic Shaq? Gary Payton was on LeBron's team. That was crazy shit he pulled off. Gary Payton. I, I I still go like Jason with Williams, by the way. Shaq. Jason Williams is very underrated. So a Derek, wasn't. let's see. Um, Say it. We're gonna. You're not gonna announce it until July 5th oh, they, next they, year. They, they did have Gary Payton. Uh, they did have Gary Payton. That's why I they had said. balding knees, brace Gary Payton. But but, say, but no one knows that. You know why? Because it was Shaq and Wade. Okay. It was all Shaq and Wade. a three championship monster. How are you not going to remember him? Three championship monster. Well, this is the first time. Pull, 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 pull up. No, Shaquille O'Neal was a three championship pull, pull, monster. Pull That's up. why he's remembered on pull that up team. Two, pull up his 2006 stats. All right. So this argument, if you're, because uh, obviously Will has better stats, but if you're going to say that Shaq at the uh, Heat was not a crucial component, then his stats should be shit, right? Also, who else was? Um, Shaq competing against in 2006. Tim Duncan's, but that wasn't until they who they beat the the Lakers. No, Heat beat the Kings. They beat the Kings. Kings Kings were done by then. Who did they beat? Championship. So in this Wilt Shaq argument, it might, have been, it might have been the Spurs. I'm gonna say Wilt could probably outscore Shaq, but when it comes to boards, Shaq just gonna dominate. How is he gonna dominate when Wilt goes over him? Over the back. I I, th- I think you're you're selling. No, no, no. I I think his Shaq vertical would win a little much. No one has a four foot vertical. Please look up his vertical. No one has a four foot vertical. Please look up his vertical. Sir. High jumpers don't have four feet. Barely have four feet verticals, and they're flinging them their they entire bodies the over. Mavs. Yep. They were down to the Mavs six, too. They beat them in six games. I think they were down three two. No, they couldn't have been. What, they, were, they were down the Mavs at some point. It was only 2-1. Holy no way. I'm sorry, what was it? Four, I'm four sorry, foot. what was it? Four foot. Could I get that Vertical. in right? No. Wilt's Wil, Wil, maybe one of the freak, most freakish athletes to ever played the game. At 7-1, four foot. Ver- he, he probably outboard Shaq. You know, you know, there is a 
So Gary Payton was I on the heat, the Wilt- and he jumped four feet. I'm saying I'm on a roll today, guys. You can't go wrong with this. Seven trust, one me, and, trust me on seven this. 7-1 and jump sport. Video. Okay, you might be able to outboard Shaq. Well, I give it to Shaq, but at this point, I think... Yeah, you're never going to change your mind now. You never change your mind. When you, Shaq, once you pick something, you always stick with it. I you're, think, you're right. You nailed me. Thank you. Shaq can body him, though. That's the only difference. Yeah, Shaq can body him. Well, like, We've been over this argument before. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter how high someone jumps if you get low. And that, that's the same argument you yeah, made about that, defending Shaq. If he right jumps there. high, congratulations. Get him low. Just get low. It's the and same argument that you're making for rebounds. You get high to get the rebound. Yeah, yeah but, but if you take like, him out like you said, up. you can guard someone at the Y who's way taller than you because you can be smart and box him out. Shaq can but do the same thing if the low jumps that jump over you, how do you box that out? So you just keep pushing him back further. Keep pushing him back and then jump over If they're in the air, they're on Shaq. He's skinnier and you can move quicker. If I don't think if quicker, he can totally move quicker. Really, give me, a, give me a forty time. Look oh, at that. Look up, look up his forty Because especially time. if you look up Shh, Magic Shack, Magic Shack could go coast coast. Magic Shack was a Magic Shack tricked Kobe constantly. Magic Shack and Kobe uh, played in the league. Yeah, barely together. But like, do you ever no. see some of the moves to Shack? Could probably be like, mm-hmm. boom, over here. Just, that was my. I tell he, he shit that he shook. He did the dream shake on him. Yeah. Not the dream shake, but yeah, I just break our chair, dude. All right. Well, right. We're, we're obviously not going to agree on this one, so I think it's time we break. Right, because it's Shaq. Over here, break. Regardless, this this has been a fun episode of Just Tip Off. Um, we look forward to talking to you next time. Thank you.